Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I still don't know what it means after all these years. I'm your host, Chrissy. Uh, I'm just kidding. I think I know what it means. Well, I'm, I'm continually on the search for what it means. We are still searching for what it means to be fit. And I actually think we will probably never arrive to one answer. And that's just the point of this whole fucking show. Today, I'm here for for a solo episode. I've already tried to record this episode once already, and I got about two minutes in, and I was like, this is sounding dumb. So here we are for round two. Hopefully, this is the round that sticks. I'm back to talk about our hormonal healing journey. I don't know if we ever really came up with a good, catchy name that I you know, like to, I like to have like a branding moment for whatever it is that is occupying my energy and time, but I don't think we had one. So I was supposed to, I don't know. I I think that's a little too harsh. I don't even think I should say I was supposed to. Uh, It was originally thought that Kayla Gurley, Kayla Pasquale, uh, Cincy Fit Foodie, for those of you who know her in that form and fashion, we were really inspired recently by some podcasts, some books, specifically the book In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. We were inspired to sync our workouts, our nutrition, our lifestyle with the different phases of our menstrual cycle. This started back at the beginning of the year. So it really kind of took off January 1. It really lined up nicely for both of us that we, you know, started a new menstrual cycle at the very beginning of the year. We came with lots of intention, lots of energy around kind of adapting this new approach to health and wellness. If you haven't listened to that episode and um, you want to learn more, I encourage you to go back and listen. I think you'll be able to follow along here, no problem, if you haven't. I'm also hoping today, so I, I, what I want to do is give an update on where that is. Kayla Gurley, uh, while she is still very much on this journey, uh, is choosing to continue along her path in a more private manner, which I respect the hell out of her. We had planned to record together and she sent me a text. And I know this was probably really difficult to do, you know, for anyone to kind of, you know, go back on a plan with a friend. Um, She texted me and she was like, hey, I'm not really feeling like sharing in a public space for whatever reason. Um, You know, I I love to talk about it in person. I love to talk about it with the girlies, but 
I'm just feeling a little bit more private. And I was like, absolutely, Kayla, you are under no obligation. Actually, none of us are under any obligation to share anything with anyone. And so I said, all good. I will tackle this solo. It's good development for me. Solo episodes are not easy. And I kind of like, I don't want to say dread. I've talked about this before. It's just this feeling of like, oh my God, it's just me, you know? And it's hard just to talk to the air and talk to yourself. But I told her, I respect you. I respect your decision and your journey is your own. For me, I, I, I actually feel the same way, particularly from like an Instagram perspective. Like I really am not sharing much on Instagram these days. I don't think people are listening. You're like, bitch, I just saw your whole entire morning routine. Like you're sharing. Not to say I'm not sharing anything, but I just do. I do feel like I have this protective, more of this protective energy around me lately. So I, t- I totally get where she's coming from. With the podcast though, and with this particular particular journey, which for me is really about optimizing my health. Like I think of my health as a whole and I just have some like what seems to be some like glaring gaps for me that I believe are all hormonal related, you know, related to my cycle. I've been tracking and journaling really intensely pretty much like every day since the beginning of the year, you know, how I'm feeling during the different phases. And there just is such a discrepancy in, you know, how I feel the first half of my cycle versus the second half and kind of leading up to the start of my period. My mood swings are just really unbearable to me, the one that has to experience. And when I talk about mood swings, I'm talking like I just get really down. Like I just have a, a, a bleak kind of outlook on life. And if I look in my journals, a couple days before this shift, it will literally be like, my life is perfect. I'm so richly blessed. I have everything I need and more, you know, like it's in it. And then I wake up a few days later and I'm like, can I get like, can I go on? Not that extreme by any means, but there, there's just, I feel there's something going, there's something going on there for me. And I'm having pretty painful periods. So like really bad cramping the day before my period starts and then the day of and some clotting and breast tenderness. So, you know, I just know, I just know something's, something's going on and it feels like a big, just a big piece to kind of solve. It really was feeling to me like this unsolved mystery, like what, what do I need to do to kind of get myself on track? Because the mood, the mood thing is big. Obviously, like it would affect my work. It would, you know, if I felt like motivated or productive to get things done. I do understand, you know, we can't we can't be expected to be productive and like motivated and after it like a hundred percent every single day. But it, but it, it is impacting my life on a pretty significant scale. And and the reason why I'm saying this is. One, to say, you know, why I'm taking such an interest in it because it is so important to me to feel good and to, I don't know how to say it, because what I want to get to eventually 
will kind of make sense at a later time. So just pause. It's it's important to me. And it's even more important to me at this moment because of some goals I have for later on in terms of health that, you know, I don't really want to get into right now. But all to say, I turned fucking 35 a couple days ago, a week ago, a week and a half ago. And I, I kind of was feeling the 35 at the start of 2023, like just that number. It was a big significant number for me, at least. I don't know if anyone else listening who is 35 or older felt the same way or who is approaching 35, but the general consensus I've gotten from a lot of people my same age or around my same age is that your early 30s, like you can still get by with this kind of like you're close to your 20s, right? Like 30 might as well, you're, st- you're in your 20s. Like 31, 32, 33, who knows what's even like happening at those times. Not, you know, your young 30s, I don't know. But 35, like whoever hears that number, like you hear on the news, right? A man, 35 years old in Florida is abduct- abducted by aliens, whatever. The 35 is like you are undoubtedly an adult. No one can... the gigs up like you are an adult you're a a young adult like I don't think I'm old I I mean it's a mystery to me I think there's been a mistake that I'm even 35 to begin with but all the same you can't deny that you're an adult is what I'm saying and with that undeniable undeniability is the word I was looking for with that undeniability of adulthood comes, at least for me, comes with some, I don't know, just kind of like, hey, you got to like, let's make sure we're operating well. You know, we're going into the, <laughs> I get it, like the later half of my life, but you know, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm working the way that I should be working. I want to have a baby soon. I just think of all of this playing into, and, and, I, and I just want to be like energized and vibrant and full of life and vitality. And I just, I was, I have not been feeling that way. I think anyone who listens to this podcast on any kind of regular basis, that comes at, in no surprise, right? Like I've gone through some heavy life changes the last few years And I really think like the chronic stress and cortisol elevation and, you know, lifestyle choices, all of this, I just, you know, I think it's kind of catching up and I want to get in front of it. So all of that I'm coming around to, yes, it's important. That's why I'm kind of dedicating a whole update section on this. And I think hormone health for women in general is just... It not I think it is so important and I don't know if we talk about it enough. In fact, I, I know that we don't talk about it enough because hormones are really control you know, really controlling everything. You know, your gut is influencing your hormones, everything's so related. Um and so maybe uh anyone listening who hasn't thought about this before might get a spark of interest and might want to take some action in their own life. So that's why I'm sharing. And it's good for me to process out loud. And I've just always felt 
like it makes the experience even more real for me when I have other people participating with me. Even if you're listening at home and you're like, there's no fucking way that I'm not going to drink or cut out caffeine or whatever it is, like go for it. You're still like listening and you're a participant in the whole experience of it. And for that, I'm appreciative. So with the importance piece, what I'm saying here, like why it's so important to me is what led me to recently hire Evie of Holistically Restored. Evie's been on the podcast a couple of times. She has her own podcast, Health in Motion. Um, She's a good girly of mine. I respect her a lot. I think that she's super smart. She years ago helped me just kind of figure out like how I wanted to track my basal body temperature. I know uh, a couple other girlies who have worked with her who have seen really great results. If you remember Robin Cohen, Pilates instructor for the Reds came on not too long ago for a little catch up. She had just done, you know, a four month round with Evie um, after, you know, trying to get some of her thyroid issues figured out. And so one day I really think it was just like one day I was just feeling like I'm tired of guessing. You know, I think I have estrogen dominance. I think my cortisol is elevated, you know, based on the symptoms, based on some of the things I'm experiencing, really not feeling with my feeling like myself. I've had some like body changes recently. All of this I'm I'm I don't want to have to guess anymore. You know, I I just really want some help. I want some accountability. I want some structure. I want to know I'm putting in, you know, so much work into this. You know, we talk about it on the last episode. I think actually in the last episode with Kayla, I hadn't stopped drinking yet. I don't think I'd stopped drinking or no. Yeah. I wasn't drinking, but I hadn't given up caffeine. So I was making some, some really big life changes. You know, I, I haven't drank since January. I stopped drinking caffeine in January. I've been really, really diligent about a meditation routine, a journaling routine, a morning sun routine. I was trying to get my nutrition unlocked, but it's something I always struggle with. Uh, Not necessarily from like a perspective of like, I like don't want to eat healthy food or that's hard for me, that's fine. That's, that's no problem. If you like, it's more like, am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? Am I having enough protein? What's like the best car? You know, when should I be eating? All, all of those kind of questions are always kind of haunting me. So I was, I was putting all this effort and work into it. You know, I cut out cardio, I, whatever, all these changes I was making And I just came to a point where I was like, well, if I'm already investing so much time and energy, then let me at least be sure that I'm investing my time and energy in the right places specific to my situation. So if it is estrogen dominance, like let's really look at that. So I contacted her um, through her website. Again, it's Holistically Restored. And we set up a free consultation. she made me feel really supported and validated in all of my concerns. Um, and we decided to start working together. So this, we, we really just kind of kicked off uh, working together, you know, about a week or so ago. Um, after hearing about my 
specific symptoms, my specific goals. Again, this is all very specific to me. So I hope that everyone listening takes that into account and isn't thinking like this is a blanket approach or maybe I need to try this because Chrissy's doing it. Like I'm not, I'm not encouraging that at all. Uh, more so just a share. Like a getting ready with me video. Like those, I've, in, I've re- recently just kind of gotten into those on Instagram still, not on TikTok. Can't even let myself go down that that rabbit hole. But um, I've also been really into Amazon, like, I don't know what they call them, Amazon Lives, I think, where people, like, I, I've seen Olivia Culpo and I've seen Lala Kent's, like, Amazon Lives, where they just go through their favorite Amazon products. Olivia Culpo actually did, like, a getting ready with me on all of her Amazon products. Oh, my God. I fucking loved it. I understand why people are addicted to TikTok. Um, But with that, like, I'm seeing her get ready and I'm seeing what she's using. And, yeah, of course, I'm like, oh, cool. I want to try the lip gloss. But, like, that, it's more so I just want to, like, want to see, like, a lens in. I don't necessarily, like, need to be you or be like you or do the same things as you. It's like a voy... What's that word? A voyeur? A voyeur? It's like when people like to watch. I think it's usually used in like terms of like having sex, which that's not what I'm talking about here, but you get the point. Okay. Don't, my protocol may not be your protocol. So, um, we start working together and and she says, I want, um, you know, obviously I think the Dutch test, the hormone test is going to be really helpful for us. It's going to show us, uh, cortisol, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, you take it uh, around day 20 of your menstrual cycle where I think you can really see the dance, as they call it, between estrogen and progesterone. And is there too much? Is there not enough? You know, whatever that is. And you take it over the course of a day. So funny enough, today is the day, this recording, um, the day I'm recording, not the day it will come out, that I'm taking my Dutch test And it consists of saliva testing and urine testing all throughout the day. So when you immediately wake up, uh, you know, 30 minutes after, 60 minutes after wake up, then maybe two to three hours and then around four to five and then at night. So that's great. I can't, I cannot, I cannot wait to see the results. Like talk about anticipation and looking forward to something. It feels like, it feels like when... I got an MRI on my hip and the x-rays on my hip and I had this like amazing aha moment of like, this is what you have been dealing with your whole life. You have misshapen bones. Like you are not a failure for not having a great mobility practice or whatever it is. I'm getting that same vibe and that same feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to figure it out. Like I'm going to know what's going on with my hormones. She also said, which I wasn't expecting this piece that It's also very helpful when we're looking at hormones to also look at the gut microbiome. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, okay. So I got those results back. That's a stool sample. So that was really fun. The thing that I realized about all of this testing, so the Dutch test, the gut microbiome test, today I'm also doing glucose tracking blood sugar tracking throughout the day, fasted an hour before breakfast, an hour after breakfast, blah, blah, blah. Doing that at home all day and and logging them. 
well, I mean the levels for her so she can see how my body's, you know, reacting to to food and what my blood sugar looks like throughout the day and all of that. The one thing I've noticed though with these tests is that I get a, I have a lot of anxiety around them. Like I get really worked up. Last night as I was preparing, knowing that today I was going to do the Dutch test, which is like, you know, an all-day test, the glucose tracking, which is kind of an all-day testing thing. And then I haven't never done before. I've never submitted for this kind of testing at home. So there's this level of just like, you know, these are expensive tests. I want to make sure I fucking get it right. But the level of anxiety and stress around like the night, me like preparing, like reading these pamp, like instructions, like a million obsessively, like, am I going to get it right? The big question that is just like coming up for me which again, I need to remind and just schedule a session with Logan soon, um, is like, where, where does it come from? Or why do I have this feeling that if I don't get it right, my life is in danger? <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like it's like, a lo- like, it's so threatening. Like, what will happen if I don't do something right? I mean, of course, there is the element of like, yeah, it's expensive. And but you got to feel like there's got to be room for like a little bit of error. This is like humans that we're talking about. Not everyone is a psychopath like me who's like taking notes on the instruction manual and like reading it a million times. So that's that's been interesting. That alone. Like if I don't even, even if I don't learn anything about my health from all of these tests, I will at least have learned that uh, there's something going on with my tendency to get it perfect and get it right or else or else what that's the question or like or else what what happens I don't know but anyways back to the health test so I'll get my gut microbiome which looks to be really cool like the results again I got them back but she hasn't shared them with me they're really comprehensive um it's it it will show you like every strain of bacteria in your gut and I guess I didn't know this there are like some heavy hitters, kind of, I don't know if it's like the big 10 or like whatever, but there are some heavy hitters of bacteria that you absolutely want in your gut. And so they kind of take a look at those, look at the ratio. Basically, I think what we're trying to get to here is that my gut microbiome, most likely the ecosystem of my gut may be like a desert and we want to get it to a rainforest. We want lots of bacteria thriving. I mean, obviously the good kind. Um, and so to do that is really around nutrition. So we, we um, will have, I think, probably specific protocols based on, you know, when I get my hormone results back at, which I have not. Again, like I said, I'm just now collecting. So it'll be probably a couple of weeks until I get those. And then I haven't seen the gut microbiome stuff yet. So um, I think that she'll, we'll tailor the protocol around there. But like I said, we started working together already. And so a a lot of what I'm doing right now is nutrition. Um, The biggest takeaway, like honestly, this has been life changing for me. And I don't know, again, if it's just me or other people have a similar situation, but she suggested that all of my meals, I eat all of my meals 
I take at least 15 minutes to eat all my meals. I was like struggling with how to word that. So I take at least 15 minutes to eat every meal. So I set a timer on my phone because that's, that's where I am right now. Every time I, you know, I sit down, I set that 15 minute timer and wow, I was probably eating my meals in, I don't know, five, seven, like less than 10 minutes. I would sometimes just be like eating a meal as I'm like walking, like going out the door, like, or standing in the kitchen eating. And if this is some, if you are like, yeah, that's me, there's no, like, please do not be ashamed. I, that's how I've been eating. Ever since I was a child, I think I've been eating really fast. My brother eats really fast. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do eat really fast. But when I was, when I just had started to do some work with her, we were just, she was like, just keep a food log. Like, I just want to know, you know, what you're eating, pay attention to the timing, all of that. And so I ate a meal, a really typical meal for me. It's like chickpea pasta, probably some ground turkey, a vegetable and pasta sauce. And I remember that I ate this meal when I just like just got back from a workout and I was running to a call. So I scarfed it down. I ate it super fast. And because she was telling me to kind of pay attention to how I was feeling after I eating, I was eating, I was noticing like I was really uncomfortable. Like I was bloated. I had some gas. I felt like the food was almost just like sitting like in my stomach or my digestive. It was really uncomfortable. Went on for a couple hours. And I was actually thinking, oh my God, am I eating like, did I eat something weird? Like that's how bad it felt. But I knew I didn't because that's a meal I eat all the time. And so the next day when I was still tracking, I was like, I'm just going to do a little tiny self experiment with this. Um, and I'm going to set the timer 15 minutes. I'm going to eat the same exact meal around the same time of day. And, but I'm going to eat it slower. And I had zero bloating, zero gas, like zero discomfort. So since for about a week now, I've been doing this with every, with every meal, smoothies included, like even if it's a smoothie, every meal I set the timer and I, I'm not like I, I'm revolutionized. Like I feel so much better just from that alone when it comes like how I felt after eating. Like I don't have any bloat. I, I rarely, I don't have any discomfort. Like it feels like. I've eaten and I'm like, I don't feel too full. Like that's also maybe a part of, she's giving me some like macros and, and targets and stuff to hit. So I feel good about like the amounts and what I'm eating, except it is, I'm going to tell her this the next time I see her, it's been, it's been tough for me to, to hit the fat macro, which I'm wondering why that is. And if maybe I've just not been eating enough fat, which could very well be. But yeah, just maybe try, uh, you know, if you are like, I already eat slow and I'm still bloated. Well, you know, it's something else. Who knows what it could be? It could be something else. But I've been telling everyone who will listen, <laughs> just like try to eat your meals a little slower. Like it's nothing new and crazy. And we've actually been told this for a long time. I've been told my whole life to slow down eating I'll always. But you know what? It was always kind of a turnoff for me because I was told when I was younger, like slow down, slow down, slow down. 
but there was like shame around it in that it was I was eating so fast and eating too much. And so I think I've always kind of shot like pushed it aside as like not applicable to me because it it was said in a way that was shaming. And no one likes no one fucking likes any shame around how they eat, what they eat, when they eat, how much, whatever. So I think that's where my uh hesitation, not really hesit my disregard of that tip came from. Um and now I take it as not as not um in a shameful way, but as in a very helpful way. And it's been great. So that little tiny thing, 15 minutes. Um what else? Let's see. Oh, the other um, chain, uh, some supplementation stuff. Really not much for me because I was taking a lot of what she already recommended. So I didn't have to make too many changes there. Um, I'm, I'm doing uh, digestive bitters though. 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, she has an awesome product recommendation. It's a spray, which is supposed to um, signal to your to your stomach and your body, like, hey, start the digestive process even before the food starts. Um, and so I, I just started those, like, in a couple days. So I, I don't really know if there's a difference yet, but, oh, I don't like the way they fucking taste. Kayla actually loves the way they taste, which I feel like that's on brand for her. She always is kind of, like, likes weird shit, but I don't like it. But I do it. I do it. I do it. I told Abby, I'm like, I'll do whatever the fuck you tell me to do. I'll be the best client you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, and there's the trauma response again about keeping everything perfect. Yeah, I'm just looking. That's I, I had to make myself, I feel like I have so much to catch up on and talk about. I had to make myself a little outline. So yeah, I'm really excited to, I'm really excited to get going. Not to say like, we're already going. I'm, I'm off to the races. I'm tracking, I'm journaling. I'm, you know, a lot, a lot of the um, wellness practices that I had, had been putting in place over the last three months, really since the beginning of the year, um, played a, played a lot into, you know, kind of some of her recommendations. So it doesn't, it feels like there's a lot of changes right now because I'm doing so much testing and that feels a little overwhelming to me. She's also having me track basal body temperature. So right now we're in that kind of stage of like data collection and that feels overwhelming. I know it's totally necessary. It needs to happen. I'll be working with her over several months. So, of course, like, I can't expect to just, like, hit the ground running to get it, get into everything. I love her approach really about just, like, looking at the testing and, and, and focusing it on exactly what my unique and beautiful body needs. I do want to talk a little bit about the no drinking um, because this had, this had been something that I was really interested in and really wanted to do for a long time. And I guess I say like wanted to do, I, I had kind of like f fantasized. I was really interested in hearing about other people, other like, you know, women my age and that were like me that had stopped drinking. And I think it's kind of a interesting or not, I don't know, it's just kind of a certain subset of person that like, I don't have a problem with alcohol 
in terms of like a dependency or it, you know, negatively impacting my life, my career, my relationships. Um, eh, I don't know, though. You could maybe argue that. I could probably argue it's negatively impacted my relationships. Not in like a huge way, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, so I was just like interested in, in, in like that kind of story arc for people that didn't necessarily have a problem with drinking alcohol and who, you know, really enjoyed it socially. I'll be the first one. Like I love to, I think drinking is so fun. It's so fun to go out, especially when you're with people you like and you're celebrating and it's a gorgeous day and it's good wine, it's good food, it's a good nut. Like, it's so fun. I totally understand that. And I don't, that that idea of mine has not changed. I still think that it is so fun. Um, but I was also, I was just like curious about like, what would it be like to not drink? Like, what would my life look like? How would I feel? Um, but it just kind of like lived in that fantastical part of my mind for a while because I guess I was afraid or it felt like I could not do it. You know, there was this event or there's this party or there's this dinner. Like there's always a reason to drink in our culture. There's always a reason. You can find a reason to drink. No shortcomings there. Um, so when I made the decision, you know, first I was like, okay, well, new year, this is always like a good time. And I was just coming up from the holidays, obviously. And like, everyone's like disgusted with themselves at that time. And if you're not like, God, please DM me and like, tell me your way. Every holiday season, I'm like, I will not think I'm a troll after the holiday season. And every time I do. But so, you know, there was like, okay, January. Yep. So many people are doing it too. Nothing's going on in January excellent. Like, let's do it. Um, my partner, Charlie doesn't really drink either. So, you know, he was like on board with this. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And as the month kind of continued on and I went to, you know, lots of, I'll just call it events or even just like social situations. Um, and you know, got by just fine and really enjoyed myself. Uh, it really kind of forced me to kind of be selective with my time and my energy because if it was a situation it was like, oh man, okay, yeah, I'll go here. It could be fun, but like I'm definitely going to have to have a few drinks. Like I just didn't go and I didn't miss out on anything. I did not have FOMO, which was great. And so as the time went on from January, I was feeling so good. I was feeling so like locked into a sleep schedule. I was also listening at the time just to so many podcasts about not only hormonal health, but listening to a lot of like the Huberman lab, you know, it was like new year, new you, new year, same you, whatever we want to say. I was like in that, in that space. And there were so many messages about how not good alcohol is for you. And I know that if you're listening and you are like on a drinking that like you don't want to hear it. I know because I did not want to hear it or I wanted to be like, okay, well like you, but I got to live my life and I have to like, so, yeah, that all, all of those things are true. And I think it's just like a really 
a highly personal decision. I don't ever like want to come across as preachy or like holier than thou because yeah, okay, I'm not drinking, but as I've said before, I fucking smoke weed. So it's not like I'm like not getting the escapism part of it. And weed is not great for memory, both long-term and short-term. Um, I think I have a great memory, but, you know, who knows? And in 10 years, I might have been like, what happened in all my 30s when I was smoking so much weed? Um, th- it's not my intention. I'm, I'm, I'm merely, I guess, coming, what I'm, where I'm coming from here is that I had an interest in hearing about people not drinking and what it was like for them. And so that's why I'm sharing not because I want to like influence or persuade or preach to anyone to not be drinking. That's not my fucking job. Um, I'm just sharing. So yeah, I was just kind of like loving the feeling of not, of not drinking. And as the time went on, I was like, Oh God, I don't like, I don't want to like lose this, you know, I don't want to lose this good feeling And I know what it will feel like to get drunk and to disrupt my sleep schedule and just like throw everything off. And it's just, and I, and I just haven't found anything yet or nothing has presented itself yet. That is a good enough reason for me to kind of break that good feeling that I have. And as much fun as I know alcohol is and I know like that it can be the thought of prioritizing my health in this moment and just like the outcomes that I want to achieve that is like so much more important to me than the added fun because I still have fun without alcohol. I have a fucking blast. I found a rosé dupe. It's the rhubarb and strawberry soda from Trader Joe's. It's the same color as rosé. It The rhubarb gives it a little like tart bite, but then the strawberry sweetens it a little bit. I mean, it has the same mouth feel as like a sparkling rosé. It's amazing. I get ginger beer and seltzer when I go to Liberty's. They have amazing ginger beer on tap because that is the thing that I noticed. And this may be helpful for anyone who's interested in exploring some of this uh, sober night, sobriety. I can't like, I'm not sober though. I like, again, I'm smoking weed. There's not not like a soberness here, Um, but no alcohol. What What I felt like I was missing the most. So what I think when people use alcohol, right? Why do they use alcohol? They use it as a social lubricant to like make themselves feel more comfortable in social situations. Perfectly valid. I don't need to do that. I feel cool. I'm good. I think it's like a fun little game to like show up to a place you don't know, like what's going to happen. That's me. That's where I am now. Did I always feel that way? Absolutely not. No. But in this moment in my life, I do not need it as a social lubricant. In fact, I think it's even like more fun to be sober (laughs) because you're like, who knows what could happen? Um, What else? Why do people use it? To relax. You know, after a long day, you, you know, you want to come home from work or you want to go to happy hour. You need to like that relaxing feeling, which alcohol, I mean, is a depressant. So it absolutely is going to relax you. But again, I've got weed for that. So I'm good on that front. 
um, the other the other piece that I really thought about why people use alcohol or like alcohol, and if so, it's so different for everyone, right? This is just me. You could have a million other reasons why, but it was like the celebratory, the fun, the like, uh, just that it's a time that's not like other times. You know, it's it's just something elevated, and that's where. I feel like if you can get, I hate, I hate the word mocktail. It sounds so like stupid, but if you can get a good mocktail situation or a non-alcoholic beverage, I don't know what we, I, I don't know what to call it. I, I don't know if we have another option. We might just have to live with mocktail. But if you can get a good mocktail situation somewhere, tons of restaurants and bars are doing it now. I'm going to be the Cincinnati mocktail expert here in a few months because I'm like scoping them out on all the menus. You get the same feeling of like, okay, this is a special occasion. I'm out to a dinner. I've got my girlies or I got my dude. And like, I want something to signify that this is not like other times and a fun, delicious, colorful, like drink that you don't have all the time really at least helps put me into the mood. So now I'm like a big mocktail person. Like if I'm going out with friends and they're, and everyone's drinking or, you know, a lunch, a brunch, whatever, dinner, bar, like I get a fun mocktail and I feel so a part of the group and I feel like I'm having the best time ever. Um, I'm just kidding about that, but, but it, but it's true. Like I don't, I don't, I guess what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here is I don't miss alcohol at all. A lot of, a lot of people first will come with the question like, so are you just like going to be done drinking forever? No idea. I, I like will not make that, uh, I don't know. I will not make that statement because because I just, one, I don't think it's true. Do I think I'm done drinking forever? No, I, I don't think that's realistic to, to think that for me, nor do I think that I want that right now in this era that I'm in, my no alcohol era. Um, no, I'm good. And I'm good because like, I don't feel, I'm not missing anything. I'm really not. I'm, I'm so enjoying being present in situations and, and really being able to like connect with the people that I'm with. And I don't know. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm not missing anything. So that's why it's so, it's so easy. It doesn't feel like a chore at all. It doesn't feel hard to me. It doesn't feel like I'm giving up anything. It's just easy. I do also, weirdly, I don't think it's weirdly, um, I'm feeling like a lot more, um, like spiritual or like otherworldly, not like a psychic, <laughs> like I'm not saying that I stopped drinking for three months and now I can predict your future, but I do, I, I think it's, you know, when you are, are drinking, you're, you're, you're definitely disconnected from yourself, right? You, you're not in your body, um, you're not really able to to be present. Alcohol takes you out of the present moment, which is why people like it so much because you don't want to fucking be in the present moment. I get it. So by removing that, I've just been like more in touch, I feel lately. And so 
I'm like so into, so I bought a tarot card deck and I've just been loving this new little ritual that I have for myself. What I do is I will journal before and I have no particular time of day, morning, afternoon, evening, like whenever I can get, you know, a 15, 20 minute break and I'll journal just about what's going on, how I'm feeling, particularly like how am I feeling before a meditation? And then I'll do a meditation on my insight timer, you know, 10, 15 minutes, really like get into my body and like deep breaths and like just try to get present and just relax, slow my heart rate down. Um, I do the meditation and then I'll do a daily poll, a poll from my tarot card deck with like the intention of like what message do I need to hear today or like what message is the universe trying to give me today. And then I, you know, just kind of think and I journal on that. And it's been like such an amazing, like self-care practice that I've implemented recently. Totally new and different, something new and different for me, for sure. I mean, I've always been interested in tarot cards and, you know, my friends that read them and, you know, I've gotten mine read, before, you know, paid someone to do it. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just like on this new spiritual quest because I haven't drank in three months. I'm about to shepherd everyone through this spiritual awakening. Oh God, I found it sounds so cliche. But anyway, I just kind of, I know, I, I knew everyone knew that I wasn't drinking because I talk about it on the podcast. Um, but I wanted to expand a little bit more because I had been really interested in hearing people talk about it and wasn't sure, you know, what that meant for me or what it looks like. And, you know, again, people ask me when, you know, when are you going to drink again? When I want to. When, when the time arises where I want to, I guess, is just the bottom line. I don't know when that's going to be. I got through a whole, a whole ass birthday celebration without any alcohol. It was fantastic. I wanted to do a quick little birthday recap just because it was, one, my first birthday without since I was 19, probably, um, where I did not celebrate with alcohol. And also where I didn't, no, I guess that that's really the only thing. I, I, I've definitely celebrated my birthday without like going on a trip. But in the last, I don't know, probably like eight, eight or so years, I've, I've typically traveled. Last year I was in Miami on a boat in front of Will Smith's mansion in South Beach. And this year I went to therapy on my birthday. <laughs> So that's been fun to see the juxtaposition of the different, the year, the year in review birthday celebration. But I had, um, I had a really wonderful weekend prior to my birthday. Uh, Charlie wanted to just, he told me that he wanted me to have a really cute weekend, which was like, yes, I love cute weekends. It's exactly what I want. Thank you so much. No one has ever given me a cute weekend. So he surprised me with a candle making class, which, oh my God, shout out Manitou Candles over on Eastern Avenue, right by like the Form and Function Movement Lab, Alley's Acupuncture, Robin's Pilates Studio. Uh, I think like Street Side Breweries right there. Manitou Candle, they offer candle making classes. It was so much fun. 
I definitely want to do this for the girlies. It was so great. And and I've never been to a candle making class before. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, that's what they're like. Uh, I'm sorry. This is, this is new for me. Never been to one. I love candles. So this was, you know, absolutely right up my alley. But they have like a hundred different scents. Some of them are like blended scents. Some of them are just like, you know, vanilla or I don't know, rose, whatever. And you can create your own custom scent for the candle. You can decide on like the, um, you know, different amounts. Uh, Just you give complete control over the scent of your candle. Like I cannot get over that. It was so much fucking fun. Oh, and you you walk home with two candles. Each person gets two candles. You, you know, add the scents, measure them out, the wax. The space is so cute. They had drinks. They actually had my rosé dupe, the strawberry rub soda there. So I felt very cared for. It was so, it was just, it was really fun. So we did that. And then on the Sunday before, I got all the girlies together to go to Alma, Cafe Alma, which I just ranted and raved about in a previous episode. I've been craving it so much. And we just got like turmeric lattes and kombucha and like delicious fresh food. And we got to catch up and it was sunny and it was just like wonderful and a beautiful day. And then Charlie then surprised me with a facial at Queen. Oh shit. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's Queen City Salon and Spa up in um, Mount Adams. Another like you got to go. If you're looking for a facial in the city, it was so relaxing. My skin was baby smooth. I got the, she called, it was like an uplift. It was like a lifting treatment. I think it's like, I think it's like a a Botox facial or something like that. Photox facial or something. It's supposed to like bring you up, tighten you up. A, a, A dream, like absolutely a dream. I loved it so much. I will I will be going back. Uh, and then on the day of my birthday, my actual birthday was a Tuesday. And so I took the day off of work. Uh, I knew, remember, it was going to be like this big, or it was, you know, kind of a big, a big birthday day for me. And I, in true fashion, had like a scheduled day of relaxation, but everything was like blocked on my calendar. Um, I got to go for a morning walk and really just kind of soak everything in, reflect. I then went to a therapy session with Logan. Um, But in addition to, you know, kind of like the talking that we do, she also did Marma energy healing on me. And this is an experience I, again, couldn't speak highly enough of. So we kind of like get everything out that we need to verbally, right? I'm like talking about, you know, whatever issues is on my mind, what's going on. And then I lay on a table, like a massage table, fully clothed, everything. And she uses different oils and kind of massages different energy points along the body, like releasing tension, releasing energy. She did a lot of like focus on my feet, my hands, my head. Um, she said like we, she didn't even get to kind of like my heart space was really tender, my hips, things like that. Like we didn't even get to that that piece yet. But I will say like I walked in there really elevated and and like 
like stressed, like buzzing kind of anxious energy. I was not having the best experience in my body at that time. And I walked out of there like just transformed, like so relaxed. She had me pull cards from three different decks. And then while I was on the the table, she read me the meaning of the cards and they were really potent to the moment and had just like a big message of, you know, a peaceful mind is a clear mind and, you know, kind of peace, peace is, is the way to clarity. And the message which was just coming up over and over again for me of like, just do nothing, just slow down. I mean, we've had, I've had these messages now for a really long time, but it's affirming to me because I have been actively, actively, actively putting into practice, like slowing down, doing less, just, you know, minding my own fucking business, staying home, hibernating, just like getting cozy, going inward. Um, and so then to, you know, have these messages keep coming up, I think is a really, what, what it was a good sign for me. I felt after that energy, like, okay, I felt like I'm, I'm on the right path forward. I'm I'm in li- I'm in alignment with my life even though, you know, sometimes it feels difficult and and hard and whatever. All, all the things that just life is, plain and simply, it is difficult, it is hard. Um, but despite all that, like I felt in alignment. I felt really good. So I'm entering 35 from a really from a really wonderful place even though the birthday celebrations look much different than they did before, but it's a beautiful thing. I also got to um, go to Columbus this past weekend to see my family. So my mom was there, my sister was there, um, my aunt bought my brought my grandma and my grandpa down from Canton. My brother surprised us from North Carolina. Uh, I got to see some really good old friends that I've had for you know better part of a decade now. Uh, and I just felt full. I felt really, really good, really great. And I think that's, that's about it. I wanted to, I wanted to give you all an update on the hormone stuff, hormone healing journey. I don't know if we need a better name. Maybe Kayla will decide to come back for the next update in a few months. Maybe she won't. And that's fine. I will be updating. Um, if anyone has any questions though, if you're like kind of questioning your own, uh, healing journey or, curious about not drinking um hit me up i'm here to chat this is what this is all about this is why we do it this is why it exists to connect so thank you so much for listening and i love you so much see you next time (laughs) 